What up, gamers? You're now in tune to another episode of Winds of the Far East. I'm the East Wind, or EW for short, as always. It's whatever. Today's topic is remake versus remaster versus special edition versus re-release. Now, before I jump into this, I just want to go ahead and, you know, state why I'm talking about this topic. After E3, you know what I'm saying, like, the... I want the hype. The hype about a lot of games, mainly PlayStation. I'm, I'm talking about PlayStation here. Um, the Final Fantasy VII remake. A lot of people is hyped for. It's something that a lot of gamers have been asking or. A lot of those players of Final Fantasy 7, hardcore players of Final Fantasy 7, or fans, whatever you want to call it, you know what I'm saying, whatever way you want to look at it, have been asking Square Enix for a long time to do that. Now, me personally, I'm not, I'm not hyped for it. But to the people that got what they wanted, you know, congratulations. You know, I'm, I'm glad that they got they wish granted, essentially. But the remake thing is they not understanding that, like what a remake is. It's not, they didn't say they was going to remaster it. They said they was going to remake it. And it's even been stated that the combat engine combat mechanics is getting changed so with that being said let me go ahead and jump into these four labels that developers will give titles that was you know past tense or that already came out so first off a remake which I just stated um, for Final Fantasy 7 is basically them making changes to something previously existing and or presenting it in a different way. And that's what's going to happen with Final Fantasy 7. A lot of, yo, a lot of y'all Final Fantasy 7 fans is thinking you're going to get the same game mechanics-wise. So, I'm not saying all of them. Some of y'all know that it's not going to be the same game mechanically. It's not. I don't know, Square Enix is lost as far as combat mechanics go for their games. Final Fantasy Thirteen was a disaster, mechanically. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know 
uh, it was just garbage. It, mechanically, you can't say it's not for the people that played. And not if you know what I'm saying. The I I'm not even gonna get into that. Like I'm not gonna get into the mechanics of Final Fantasy 13. That's a whole nother topic. But mechanically, as far as Final Fantasy 7 goes, since they're changing it, you're automatically getting a different Final Fantasy 7 than what you had envisioned you was gonna get. Uh, some people might have just thought they was gonna get upgraded visuals and. You know, a, a deeper, you know, be able to walk through these worlds in third person. Which, I'm pretty sure that's going to happen since, you know, basically Final Fantasy 15 is the blueprint for that. And I'm that's exactly what I'm thinking is Final Fantasy 7 Remake is going to be similar to Final Fantasy 15 visually. And probably movement wise. You know what I'm saying? Like, we all know, for those of us that were Square Saw fans, that that company is not the same ever since they merged with Enix. And for those key Square Saw people that left when that merger happened, it's not the same. It's just like Capcom. You know, Capcom is not the same Capcom from the 90s, from the PlayStation era. And as far now. For for Capcom in terms of this in these in terms of these labels they I can't say it's no remakes. They just it is basically a add on. They they got they re release like Street Fighter. A lot of people say like yo I don't see some well nah, not a lot of people. Some people said they didn't have a problem with them. Releasing a new version But the majority Of Street Fighter Players You know what I'm saying Have said like Yo We don't like They business practice And just They put out like Street Fighter 4 And then they put out Super Street Fighter 4 Which The Super Street Fighter 4 Just had some additional characters Like that stuff, yo, you should have been able to unlock those characters on the first disc. See that that shows you that Capcom is not the same. They don't have those developers no more that's putting out smash hit games. Now, speaking of Capcom, special edition Devil May Cry 4. I seen a a YouTube video where um, the dude was basically complaining. He tried to make it seem like he wasn't or whatever. I mean, he wasn't, you know, getting emotional or nothing like that. But he was complaining nonetheless. And here's the thing about Devil May Cry 4 Special Edition. Or just let me give you the definition of what a special edition game is. Or what it should be. It's an upgrade and or addition to what was already present. Devil May Cry 4 Special Edition meets that definition. 
In Devil May Cry 4, you can play as Virgil, Trish, Lady. It's got the uh, the mode that was on the PC, I believe. I might be off on that. But the additional characters make it special. Make it a special edition. You can't play as Virgil on the original game. That was the... That's what... The game... Uh, the Devil May Cry 4 Special Edition is centered around. The fact that you can play as those characters. There's a lot of Virgil fans out there. Matter of fact, I would say... Virgil fans is equal to Dante fans at this point now, especially for, you know, gamers like myself or individuals like myself who like samurai culture. You know, Virgil has the katana. And, yeah, come on, man. So, Devil May Cry for a special edition is just that. It's special because it lets you play or it added those three characters. Now, a remaster, which has been something that's been kind of constant with Sony and PlayStation. For example, The Last of Us. Now, God of War 3. Uh, they had some other ones. I, but you get the point. Now, a remaster is, is pretty it's simple. Logic, it is just an upgrade to visual and audio. For any game. Nothing is added in the case of like Devil May Cry 4 Special Edition. All they're doing is touching up the graphics, upscaling it a little bit, and probably like surround sound. Dolby. And that's your remaster. And then you have a re-release. Now, the the way I, the only way I can, you know, that analogy that I can come up with for this is a game that no, you can no longer buy the game like retail on the shelf and or digitally. Like, so the developer, I mean the pub, the publisher, all of a sudden, you know, re-releases it to the public. For them to buy it, you could think of it like you know Disney's The Vault, where they take a movie and it disappears altogether. Like you can't get it anywhere as far as retail go, and then all of a sudden, you know, whenever they feel like it, it comes out the vault and it's back. You know, the public can buy it again. And off the top of my head, I cannot think of a game like that. Uh, but that that's what a re-release would be. Like, matter of fact, I take that back. I can't think of a few examples. For example, if Activision, you know, they took Blur, the racing game, the basically, uh, a lot of people called it the adult Mario Kart. They took it off of... Uh, they took it off sale digitally and physically. So if all of a sudden Activision decided to re-release for sale, that would be a re-release. The same thing with uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. 
I, they took that off. You know, you might be able to find it used, but brand new, they took it off. You can't buy it brand new, like a brand new copy. Unless, like I said, unless somebody has one that's packaged or a uh, retailer still has it packaged. But just as far as them officially backing it, like, you know. But, uh, yeah, so with the labels defined out of the way, let's go ahead and jump into some, I've already talked about Final Fantasy VII. Just earlier today, I saw some news about Final Fantasy twelve getting a possible remake. Now, normally, you know what I'm saying, I don't do gaming, like, articles, but if I see something like that that catches my eye, I'll talk about it. I'm not going to read from the article. See, that's what a lot of these um, bloggers and, uh, you know, video game podcasts or YouTubers do. They take the article and basically read it word for word or take a part of it and turn it into uh, and present it like it's their thoughts. I'm not saying that they don't give their thoughts on the article or topic itself, but they take a portion of the article and just read it word for word. I don't do that. I'm going to take, like I said, that, that, that Final Fantasy twelve possible remake. That's all, you know, I got from that. I didn't read the article. I'm not going to read the article. The whole, my whole thing about it is Square Enix is, is apparent that they're, they're losing, they're losing their self in the hype of Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VII's remake praise, in which, like I said, the diehard Final Fantasy VII fans just, you know, is like, they, you know, they bowing down to Square Enix, like, yes, thank you, and da-da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, Square Enix is taking that as yes. We're back to prominence. When that's that's not even the case. Like, number one, there's no gameplay footage of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Like, it would be different if they had a little piece of footage or what you could expect. The only thing they gave was that short trailer snippet that's it so when the actual foot like a lot of the diehard Final Fantasy 7 fans when they finally see the gameplay footage if it's not up if it's not good so, well, let's be honest. Some of them won't even admit that. They'll just be like, yo, we got the remake, so I don't even care about the, the gameplay. Some some will be, you know, some, some of those fans will be like that. That's how much of a hardcore fan they are of Final Fantasy VII. But others, 
you know, once again, who gamers will look at it like, nah, the gameplay is is trash. The mechanics are trash. Sure, visually, you could say like, yes, it's gonna be a great Final Fantasy VII remake. The visuals, who can argue with that? It looks visually good, but then again, you're comparing it to a 1997 game. You know, PlayStation. Like you, you know. Of course, anything now it could have came out on PlayStation Three and it visually would have looked better. PlayStation Two, it visually would have looked better. I, you know, I really wouldn't. Uh, I'm not gonna champion that. Like for what? So with that being said, mechanics is what it comes down to for every game. The mechanics are the most important thing. A lot of gamers fail to understand this. The, I, you know, I'm not even gonna call them gamers. If you're obsessed with a game's resolution or graphics, you're not a gamer. We play games for the mechanics of the games. That 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 covers all genres of games: JRPGs, fighters, action adventure, racing. There's not a genre of game that is not that gameplay mechanics are not the foundation of what we look for in a game. Mainly, it's innovative gameplay mechanics. A perfect example of this, and you will hear me say it. Over and over is Okami. Clover Studios, which is now Platinum Games, the gameplay mechanics of Okami had to be the most innovative for its time. And still today, I haven't seen, there's no game now that rivals that, except for maybe Puppeteer. That's that's close. The mechanics for Puppeteer, uh, you know, they were definitely innovative, and that was the innovative game for PlayStation 3. Okami was the innovative game for PlayStation 2. It hasn't been a game that has had as innovative mechanics as Okami since. So, with that being said, Final Fantasy 7 Remake is just a wait and see for me. I mean... When they finally reveal the gameplay or the gameplay mechanics for it, we'll see. As far as Final Fantasy 15 goes, I can tell you right now, it's gonna be a disaster. Look, look at what they had to do. They had to release or update the demo, whichever one they did, uh, and the gameplay mechanics are. They're all over the place. It, it, it's a live action game. Or it's a real time action game. It, that's basically what it is. I, I saw a YouTube video again. Where somebody pointed that out. Like it's more like a hack and slap. And that's exactly what it is. Final Fantasy 15 is not a JRPG. Just like Dark Souls is not a JRPG. A lot of people want to say Dark Souls is a like an action JRPG. There's no such thing. 
There's no such thing as an action JRPG. JRPGs, Japanese or traditional people. JRPGs traditionally and just for in general as far as JRPGs go are turn based. Final Fantasy and it's from 7 to 10 turn based. Final Fantasy 3 which you know going back I I'm a, I actually have a episode where I'm going to talk about Final Fantasy but you know just I'm you know uh, Final Fantasy 3 turn based I'm not one for the Final Fantasy 7's or the job class system But I did like Final Fantasy 3 So uh, For the simple turn base it's, it's in the classic style You select your spells from the, the You know A lot of people don't understand that Turn base does involve strategy And can be Uh Ultra challenging depending on how deep the mechanics are, which is something that applies to Final Fantasy VIII a hundred percent. A lot of Final Fantasy fans did not like eight for that simple reason. Well, simple to me, but complex to them. Final Fantasy VIII's junction system was genius. But that's for another topic, man. That's that's another episode. So, with that being said, like I said, the Final Fantasy XII remake news. And this came from the composer. Uh, I guess he did... He had to do some music for Final Fantasy XII, the original, PlayStation 2. Uh, like I said, I, I, I was surprised when I saw it, to be honest. Even though... Like I said, that Square Enix is lost in the remake hype of Final Fantasy VII. I was still surprised to see it because, to me, honestly, like I said, I'm keeping it real. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. Even if I did have a sponsor from, uh, or I, you know, I was getting some perks or something from a developer, I'm going to still keep it honest. You can't, you know, can't pay me off, man. It's the only way that the developer will get better and or the publisher will stop releasing garbage games. Mechanically. So, Final Fantasy XII. Being honest, keeping it 100, it doesn't need a remake. Like, why would you remake it? It's a cla- it's a classic game. I can honestly say that, man. Final Fantasy XII, mechanically, was something I enjoyed. Number one, it, it still had a turn-based mechanic. In terms of, like, if for any of your party members during battle, when you went to select a move, Basically, time stop. So, like, and when you target your, you know, your enemy to attack, time stops. And that's a turn-based... That's a turn-based implementation. 
You can't say it's not. The real time aspect in Final Fantasy twelve is the how he moves. You know how the characters move about Vaughn or whoever move about in the battlefield. So it, Final Fantasy seven. I mean Final Fantasy twelve is a hybrid JRPG. It's turn based and it's it's real time. Final Fantasy. 13 is all real time. There's no stopping in Final Fantasy 13. And it's, like I said, that's another topic. When I talk about Final Fantasy, I'll go into that more deeply. But, uh, it's all real time. Final Fantasy 12 carried over some of the things that made Final Fantasy 7 through 10 what it was. But yeah, it doesn't need a remake. The only fault I find with Final Fantasy XII is the Espers. They were weak. Like they were the weakest. I'm they they were weaker than Final Fantasy XIII's summons, and that says a lot because they watered down a lot of those summons in Final Fantasy XIII, like Odin, and uh, who else was up there? I can't. I don't remember if Bahamut was up there or not. Um, my partner, the North Wind. You know, whenever we can get together and uh, do a dual podcast or dual Winds of the Far East episode, I'll get him to you know drop some knowledge on the summons from Final Fantasy Thirteen. Because I didn't play He, you know, he had the game He played it So he's more knowledgeable on that But I did see those summons That's why I said, like When I saw the Odin summon, I'm like Super watered down I believe Bahamut is up there I'm not sure Like I said, Northwind Um But yeah, it doesn't need a remake and besides that, like I said, it's classic in terms of the fact that the Vagrant story creator created that game. It's in that fashion of Vagrant story. You know, Vaughn's character, he looks almost identical to the main character of Vagrant story. Or he, he has some resemblance to him in, in appearance. So with that being said, um, that concludes this topic. Uh, that concludes this episode of Winds of the Far East. As always, thanks for listening, and it is more to come. I, I know I haven't been on a regular, uh, Winds of the Far East hasn't been on a regular or set schedule, but there is a lot of uh, political, you know, Political things are the main focus of Winds of the Far East. But that's not for saying that, you know, we don't have fun. Like, it's, it's a fun... It's fun aspects to Winds of the Far East, too. Like, uh, upcoming episode is the best PlayStation 1 games based on mechanics. It's gonna be fun, I promise. 
<laughs> like I said, as always, thanks for 